The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Let's get to our guest, Brian Jacobson, Senior Investment Strategist at Allspring Global Investments. At one point, the Dow was up almost 400 points uh, in the morning and then gave it all up, as uh, Doug mentioned, uh, down for the S&P 500, eight-tenths of 1%. It sounds pretty simple here. As long as the Fed is vowing to smack down risk assets and raise unemployment, don't bet for a turn in risk appetite, Brian, anytime soon. And as long as Treasury yields are rising, again, this is the simple thesis, as long as yields are going up, stay out. Full stop, bartender, bring me a beer. <laughs> well, you know, that's probably not a bad strategy, at least for now. Uh, you know, and uh, you can probably sit in cash or money market type instruments and get at least a decent uh, yield while you uh, sip on that beer while you wait for the skies to clear a little bit here. But uh, uh, yeah, the uh, Fed speak has been uh, really hammering uh, U.S. risk assets, almost uh, sucking a lot of the enthusiasm out of uh, some of the risk appetite out there. And I don't think that's really going to change any time between now mm. and uh, probably at least the next FOMC meeting. Uh, Brian, I mean, what do you then actually look at what's, you know, there on offer? It, surely, you know, even if bonds are uh, perhaps going to go down even further, uh, you know, the, the short end at least, isn't it worth it just for the yield? You know, that's the way that we've been looking at this. So here at Allspring on my systematic edge multi-asset team, um, we kind of position along the curve and then across countries, bonds and equities, currencies, commodities. And when we're looking at the fixed income markets, you know, we think that there's actually a lot to be uh, uh, appeal. Uh, that's it's quite appealing to look at the short end, short duration kind of strategies. Uh, if you can get above four and a half percent on the, the two year treasury, you know, would yeah. you rather have that or would you rather get something less than that as far as the coupon on the 10 year where you've got all that interest rate risk? Really, the well, 10 year would give you would be attractive if you think there's going to be a, a a major decline interest rates. And we think that it's yeah. much more likely that that part of the curve, you're going to see those rates rise before they start to fall again. So, you know, we've had a, a bear market of 24 percent down from the peak. The thing is, is that already pricing in a recession? You know, the way that we're looking at it, uh, a lot of the historical analysis, you know, we've had about 13 bear markets since the 1950s. 11 of those were with recessions. And the, the bear market depths really varied pretty dramatically. If it's on the mild end, uh, you can get around 24 to 27% as far as a drawdown for the markets. If it's more extreme, it can be obviously uh, a, a much bigger drawdown for the market. So it seems to us that the market is 
is pricing in a mild recession. And so, you know, trying to get the timing, depth, and duration of your recession call can really go a long way to helping with an asset allocation decision between stocks and bonds. And at this point, um, you know, we do believe that we're going to go into a recession in the first part of 2023. And as long as the Fed doesn't go up to 5%, which is what the market's currently pricing in. If they say keep it at 45 to 4.75%, we think that the recession could likely be mercifully mild. So right now, it looks like the market's pricing in a fairly mild recession, yeah. uh, but it's really up to the Fed as to how extreme of a recession we're going to get. Bloomberg Economics says it could get a lot worse next year, and I think they take into account everything that you're saying, but just saying that uh, there are a few things that could could uh, lead to that. One would be that you get this really big risk-off shock in the markets. Also, a colder winter could make it much more difficult with the energy crunch in Europe. And China's exit from COVID zero could very easily be much later, and also the property crisis could be more painful. Um, I take it you're not really expecting any of those, but mindful they could happen. Yeah, and that's just it. You have to be mindful that those are risks, right? And so is that part of your base case? Is it your bear case? Or is it your bull case, right? If you kind of map out those different scenarios, and I think that's a great articulation of what that more bear case scenario could be. Uh, and so we do have to monitor the data as it comes in and the news flow as to will China relax COVID zero. You know, last time when they were doing it back in March and April, um, it actually mainly affected consumer spending and not so much industrial activity. Uh, so it wasn't as bad as the COVID zero that they were practicing in 2021. So they did kind of ease things up a little bit. Will they continue to make incremental improvements in their approach to COVID? That could bode well for the supply side. Um, but then you do obviously have the, the, the weather, which is even outside of weather forecasters domain of expertise, it seems like to know what that's going to be like. Uh, but that's more for Europe and not necessarily for the US. And yes, trade is important with Europe, but the United States is actually a fairly uh, insulated economy when it comes to uh, our exposure to trade flows. So that probably wouldn't make our recession that much worse. But Brian, you know, are you looking abroad? Because it's selectively, there are opportunities, of course, right around the world. Um, and with the dollar appreciating nearly 17% from this time last year, you may well also get some benefit from uh, uh, the, the other currencies coming back eventually against the greenback. So you could be on a winner there. Well, that's absolutely correct. And I think that's a key thing is if and when the Fed decides that they're going to push back on the idea that they need to go to 5%, let's say we take Bullard at face value when he was saying that they probably don't have to go that high. If he's representing the consensus and we actually get that pushback at the November meeting from the FOMC as to how high they need to go, uh, that could actually be the tipping point for the dollar. So if all of a sudden, hey, they only have to go to four and a half to 4.75 and not all the way to five plus, then you could see the dollar begin to weaken. You could see risk appetite improve. And then that could actually be almost like a, a double victory for non-US equity exposure. If you Brian, Thank you so much for joining us, Brian uh, Jacobson there, Senior Investment Strategist at All Spring Global Investments, for getting his take on the markets. 
Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.